Hey, good morning. Sunday morning. About 7.15 in the morning in Arizona. It's 83 and humid. And we've been up already for a while. Had, some, had a cup of coffee. And maybe you heard the bird in the background. The bird is waiting for Bud at the gate. Buddy's at the gate. And I'm going to put his harness on. Yeah, Bud, you're getting a harness. So much better for you than the, the traditional collar. This way we, we pull on his upper body and his shoulders to, to keep him in line. So yeah, this uh, last night I would call like a, a three beer broadcast. I, I only had three beers. And last Saturday night I went way over the top, over the top with like nine, I think. So that was a crazy podcast and I haven't even listened to it. It's probably really embarrassing. But then again, maybe I surprised myself, right? And uh, I'm not a professional, okay? So I'm not, I'm not doing stand-up comedy. I'm not uh, doing that. And, but I hope it's entertaining. I hope things are funny. But uh, yeah, we got a little bit of haze here as we walk down the street. Um, August 12th, 2018. And we're out walking Bud. Bud's uh, got his bath yesterday. He's feeling pretty uh, spry. He's got his teeth brushed. So. so just remember, brush your dog's teeth once a week. Get some gel. A little bit of effort will make them very happy with their teeth. Um, topic this morning, body language, tweeting, Facebook, posting, social media, right? So the general consensus is that communication is only like 10% of the words, and then you've got tone and body language and maybe some environment, like where you're sitting and things. So that's communication. So really this social media is really kind of a poor a very poor method of communication because it's it's just open for interpretation reading into someone's words are they what's their body language you can't see it what's their tone are they trying to be funny are they uh, joking around are they you can usually see sarcasm but uh, um, you know for example this English guy who loves the Green Bay Packers. You know, he's getting kind of t tweaked off at me because I um, sent him a few references. So, like, I love Candace Owen, black woman. You know, she's all about um, not doing the kneeling at the flag. But more importantly, she's against social justice warrioring. So she's a... You can't talk to a white guy. A white man can't say what Candace Owen says because we would just be called racist, right? But if Candace Owen says it, she's a very smart black woman. Like I said last night, I love black women and diamond and silk. We love those gals. And they're not doing the white man's bidding. <laughs> it's probably, it's probably what, what some, some uh, people that are stuck, like Al Sharpton, that are stuck on making money off the uh, race war, so to speak. 
so the whole thing is just I, I you know I that thing about Twitter is I never would have known about it um, Candace Owen and she became famous probably in the last two months because of Kanye West you know so she just does her thing she's just a smart black woman very intelligent and she's basically saying that the uh, Democratic Party has been abusing black people's vote for decades and they don't know how to change and they just uh, rely on it but with this low unemployment 3.9 percent 3 million people getting jobs you know that's a lot and that Im impacts their spouses and families and aunts and uncles so you know maybe has a broader impact to like 10 million people who knows so that just the general we need to it's nice to have a general positive vibe in the country you know and i've been thinking about like the people that don't see that people that like they're like well like nancy pelosi said well you know these are jobs and they're you know they downplay it like well they're low low skilled low paying jobs and then that's not what it is i think four hundred thousand of them are manufacturing jobs so and just manufacturing just means higher skilled job. So the objective way to look at things is things are doing pretty good in this country, right? But, you know, if you hate Trump, you can't acknowledge that. You can't say that. And it's not that I love Trump. I'm just trying to be objective, people. Just look around. And the people that downplay it are like, they already had a job. They survived Obama. They survived eight years of economic crack, crap when unemployment was 9% and it was just a dismal time and it just unbelievable crap and your leadership just like party down with people in the White House and didn't really do a whole lot and gave money back to Iran and did stupid deals and did Obamacare, which was a stupid thing, which is, be, which is basically being undone. And, uh, and that was a whole ruse to try to get single payer in, which would make everybody dependent on the government again so it's it's like they want to go back to the monarchies and get get the serfdom the serfs dependent on the king and queen and the elites but hopefully the people can continue to say no to this crap and it needs to be spelled out clearly because their marketing campaigns are fairly clever and and they go for like well don't you feel like you deserve something and and aren't you entitled to that? And, oh, isn't it, you know, this income inequality, it's so, oh, so bad. And even the people that support that stuff, I was thinking about this uh, professor, and I think it's Wheaton College, uh, probably teaches the Bible. And he's uh, really against, he's really pro, like, social justice warrioring, and he talks about this dominant group and subdominant group and... And it's just like, dude, where are you coming up with this stuff? It's, uh, we just live. People just live, make decisions. Everybody does what is in the best interest of themselves. And that's it. And, he, and, he, and it's like amazing to me that he has no self-awareness. Like he grew up in his, whatever family. I don't know the guy. But I'd say like, you don't become a professor at Wheaton College because, you know, you're just an average bum, you know. And you're entitled to it. No, he studied, worked. He probably grew up and he was blessed with the good parents. And 
you know, at some, you know, somehow he had some DNA in his body and some spirit that drove him and driven him to achieve. And, you know, he, he probably has a PhD from someplace, right? So he, he, he has no self-awareness to look back and go, did this just happen? Did this all, I mean, it, it gives the impression like, oh, this just fell on me. Like, you know, duh, I'm just a PhD and I, I got, went to this university and, uh, you know, I went to interview at Wheaton College and, you know, I deserved it, you know, because that's just the way it is, you know, no. He, he put effort into things. He put an effort into getting his PhD. He put an effort into communicating. And unfortunately, they chose him to be a professor. And now he's just a, a whack job spouting off as if he's an authority because now he's got a title as a professor at Wheaton College. And when you get in your 50s, you can look at it with a different perspective. And you, when you're in your 50s, you can say, 30-year-old kid, he's just a kid with a PhD from some university doesn't mean he's a genius, right? And back to that smart stuff. So he's smart in some narrow field. And just like Aaron Rodgers, he's smart, skilled in throwing a football in a 100-yard field with a bunch of numbers on it that don't even go over 10, you know? And uh, he looks a little stick on the sideline and goes, oh, that's a red three, so that means it's third down. Ooh, looks like it's about six yards to go. Oh, what does the microphone in my ear say? Blue 38, blue 38, you know. And then some dude runs down the field, turns right, and he throws in the ball because that's what the plan was. Wow. He should be making political decisions for the country. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Aaron Rodgers, but just because you're an awesome football player and an outlier... I, I praise you for that. You're awesome. But just stay in your swim lane, as the uh, Australians would say. And maybe I'll use that. If that, you know, I think I had the last word with the UK guy. He's kind of fed up with me because I was pointing him towards Diamond and Silk and Candace Owen. It's like, hey man, don't listen to me. Here's a couple people you can that do this professionally. I don't do this professionally. I just talk smack. So talking smack is uh, can be annoying, especially if you're on the other side of it. And uh, so, yeah, so I basically, he, the, the, here's where back to communication and things. So the dude, I, we, we got time zone differences, right? So he's probably like eight hours, seven or eight hours ahead. So when it's 10 o'clock at night and I'm watching Greg Gutfeld show, who's one of the classics, a must, must see religiously. Maybe I haven't bought his book. I don't know if I will. I'm just kind of, here's a sideline. I'm all over the place. I'm all over the place. But um, he's got a Kindle book for $12.99, which, you know, Kindle book probably should be $9.99. And then his hardcover is $16.99. So it's like, why would I do a Kindle book when for four bucks more I can get a hardback? I'm still tempted to get the Kindle because I personally don't want a bookshelf. I'm like, the future of the next 500 years is not really a bookshelf. You know, some people are still going on and on about how it's how it feels so good to have the, the book in my hand. You know, oh, yeah. And there's probably some things about a book that are aesthetic, I think the word is, right? 
that feels good and you can probably do some creative things with a book that you can't do with a Kindle because the Kindle is just basically page after page after page. So you get a little more, shall we say, body language almost or tone in a book. You can do cool graphics and use color better on, um, on a hardcover book. You can do color and different graphics that are more effective at communicating. So yeah, hardcover book is probably better. But for his monologues, as much as I like him and think he's funny, I just want to read him. I don't need that. Although he is tempting me with an audiobook because he said he has somebody else read the book and then he chimes in with his own commentary. So it's kind of, he says, it's kind of like, you know, he, he's reading the book along with us type of thing. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, he's a pretty creative dude. Where was it? Candace Owen. Um, different viewpoints. Time zone. Re- I'm wi- rewinding. This is how my brain works. It's not the way everybody's brain works, but it's the way mine does. And uh, so, yeah, 10 o'clock at night, um, having a few more Coors Lights. Spot- this podcast is sponsored by Coors Light and Lagunitas 12th of Never Beer. And I uh, had three cans of that left and enjoyed those. And I would say the Lagunitas beer is, has more boldness taste to it. Coors Light, that's good. It's uh, a light experience. And, uh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I tweet a few things over to him at 10 o'clock. They're, they're hitting his computer or phone or whatever you call it. Uh, his smartphone probably at 5 in the morning. So he wakes up probably at five. Oh well, I got like, I got like five tweets from, from Mick. <laughs> so I wake up this morning and uh, check on a thing, and I got a message from him or a tweet saying, "Oh, this has gone way over the top or whatever. This is way over, you know." I just he goes, I just. I just read what Aaron Rodgers wrote and I agreed with him, you know. So, obviously I don't agree with him, but it's kind of weird that way. I just said, so here's what I wrote back. I wrote back like, yeah, great. I mean, I just, fine. Okay. I'll stop tweeting you. I'm just saying, I just, I just don't think politics and sports go together, pal. You know, I didn't say pal. I just don't think we should mix sports and politics. And uh, and then I, I kind of, this is kind of a dig. I guess this is a dig. But it, it's actually, you know, this is where the communication comes in, right? He can, this guy can take this several ways. He can say, is Mick uh, trying to be funny? Or, or, you know, he's not, he never tries. I never try to be funny. I just am funny, right? So that's. That's not about trying. <laughs> I just am funny. That's what the podcast is about, humor. So um, I kind of left him a little bomb. Maybe, maybe it's that little emoticon that looks like a pile of poop, which whoever came up with that was kind of funny. It's kind of weird. But anyway, so I, I left him a little pile of poop in a brown bag at his door on fire and just said, hey, well, you know, if Aaron Rodgers... 
says that the earth is flat, I'd hope you'd wait a few minutes and think about it for a few minutes before you agree with them. So, you know, that's, that's like, I come up with that stuff in like 30 seconds. I mean, I just think about it. It's kind of funny, right? It's kind of, a, it's a dig in a way, right? You can take it several ways. You know, you could take it like, well, I'm just really concerned about you because you seem to just like want to agree with any word that comes out of the great Aaron Rodgers mouth. So I'm just concerned about you, buddy. I really am concerned because you, you really should be thinking of your, on your own. You know, you really, just because he's a great NFL quarterback doesn't mean you have to agree with everything he says, you know. So, yeah, that's the sarcastic tone that, that could be communicated. And, uh, you know, maybe it's like, he, maybe he's angry with me because I'm still poking at him. And maybe he's like, oh, well, Mick's just trying to get the last word again. He's got the last word, you know. And kind of I don't care because the point is until he acknowledges that politics and sports shouldn't be mixed together, um, then we're not really seeing eye to eye. So, I mean, he can have his opinion about the anthem. You know, that's always brilliant when someone from the UK who we fought independence from thinks that Americans are okay. I mean, right there, I don't understand why the people even feel like they're entitled to even comment on the subject, really. I mean, this is where Twitter... There's no debate. I've asked, they have this, the Irish guy, I don't know, hopefully he's, he's finding this thing funny if he's following along. But the Irish are different than the UK, and so I'd almost want to drive a wedge between the Irish people and the UK because the English are so pompous about everything. And really their, their reign has been in decline for at least 200 years. I mean, they've gotten their butts kicked out of India, they've gotten their butts kicked out of Hong Kong, they've got, they're just, they're just in decline, you know, and there's only 55 million of them, so, you know, the guys can whine and whine all they want about Trump, but the facts are, the entire population of the UK voted for Trump, you know, so they're, they're, let, me, let me spin some factoids that direction, pal. So, yeah, and the bigger point is we're independent. The Declaration of Independence, we celebrate that by singing the national anthem. So really, all these UK guys, just S-T-F-U, right? So back to the important part of the podcast, communication. So I was thinking about the Bible, right? So it's a written word. So it makes me think, I, faith and the idea that we have a living God, right? I've, I've read that over and over again, whether it's Paul or Peter. And there's, there's elements in that in the Old Testament too, about God being a living God. And he related to the Jewish people for so long. And then Jesus comes and, and uh, the Holy Spirit, more importantly, comes. So we have that 
Holy Spirit relationship with God. And so it's that's where the impact comes in. If we think about communication at the basic level, right? So you've got this Bible and we have all these seminaries and people studying the words and and it's like it's only 10% of the communication, right? Only 10 to 15%, whatever. And sure, it's inspired God by the word of God. And let's go with inerrant, fine. But we need to be walking in the spirit. We need to be living. There's a living God in 2018. And he's got a Holy Spirit. And nobody has really been able to articulate what does that mean, right? Because it, they've so focused on the written word, the interpreting, the sola scriptura. If it's not written in the Bible, then it can't be true. Well, the Holy Spirit is written about in the Bible, and what I'm proposing is written in the Bible, but nobody seems to get it. Nobody seems to understand that it's all about love and that we're all miserable failures, and the objective in life isn't to prove and live a perfective life and and I was listening about there was a time in the 1800s they had this like what they called quote-unquote holiness movement which there's elements of that that still go on and I think it's this concept of God wants us to you know become more holy and please everyone around us with our holiness and be impressive to one another and I think that's totally wrong it's like, I don't, who came up with this idea? It's like, it's again, it's that manipulation, controlling leadership of church organizations. It's much easier to stand up in front of a group of people with the Bible in your hand and tell them this is what it means. Well, again, remember, the written word is only 10% communication. And that's why I, I really encourage the whole... The, I call it like holistic view, not in the holiness movement, holistic view. Look at the big picture. Look at, think about Jesus walking around doing the things that they're described, but they're only described. They're not, that's, he actually did that. There was actually looks. He actually had a face. He actually, he actually could smile. He could make gestures. He could touch people, physically touch people. He could he was walking amongst them, you know, and they just didn't get it. So, yeah, they recorded, the Gospels record what he did, and, and that's nice. It's great that we do. But in the end of the day, right, the end of the day, not August 12th, 2018, end of the day, but just after all this arguing, discussing over like minutia in the Bible, the, he, what did he do? He died on the cross. That's the message. You see it in art and, and, and um, paintings and the, the story. And it's a story. It's a real events. That's what communicates. And it, the emotion of it all. I mean, it's not just facts. Facts typically have no emotion to them, right? There's, it's digging deeper into what, you know, the forgive them for they know not what they do. 
is something that is amazing and just being on that cross and we keep going back to that you know some churches just keep beating that beat 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 on that cross but the message goes continues it doesn't stop there that that was a necessary event from God's point of view to justify us and some people say that Jesus took our place on the cross that's a very common concept and statement and I don't think it's accurate we we are already condemned every human the story is we're all condemned to death we live in decay we will die we will die whether it's on a cross car accident cancer old age failure of an organ we die but we also have a spirit and a soul which is very hard to understand and um, that will live on that's the faith and so he didn't take our place on the cross because we're all going to die anyway we've been dying for 2,000 years since he came so what so I say he died to so that God could welcome us into his kingdom when we pass on from this life to the next so it's it's something that God did to satisfy his own holiness and uh, in some ways I see it as a um, way of getting back at, at Satan in other words Satan tempted us in the garden and so we get kicked out of the garden but but God's doing this so that these creatures he can point to us and say see they they do get it eventually and they will acknowledge me and they will um, understand that he's God even though the story is that Satan rebelled against God and thought he was God so that's kind of the age-old problem so the, the the deep thought if I, I think it's a deep thought uh, maybe hopefully it resonates with the podcast listener is that the Bible's great and it's inerrant and it's inspired word of God but since it's only words um, it's only words then we have to be very careful how to read it because it's only 10 percent I mean our brains and our concept we can only get a small portion of it but the one 10 percent portion we do see is the Holy Spirit so what does that mean and I go back to the Living God the Holy Spirit is inspiring me to talk about about God and transformation and we we have this image management that's a term that's been around for probably 20 years where we go to church or we try to have this upstanding image of doing the right things but there's no end to doing the right things there's no end to being perfect it just doesn't it's never satisfied requirement 
So are we trying to outdo each other with good works? And what's the point of that? So um, we're back home and Bud sees some creature or something in the bushes. So he's staring that down. And uh, so good little walk. Take away written words, 10%. Podcast like this, hopefully I'm communicating at a 40, 50% level, maybe 30%. So three times as good as the um, written word. So if you get the transcript for this podcast, you know, you're uh, missing out on on the other 20%. So, yeah, and as you go through your day, look at people and say, wow, I'm this, I'm, this person's here physically in my face. This is body language. I get tone. This is, this is communication. This is people, people. This is, this is, this is where love takes love has an opportunity to express itself when you are with someone together so um, you have people around you family friends go be with them be present as some people say be intentional in your relationships I hate these words Really lean in to your, lean in to your relationships. And go all in, people. Let me get really emotional here and get excited and talk about going all in. But yeah, that's, so you wouldn't know that without the tone of sarcasm in my voice, what I'm doing. What am I talking about? Deep thoughts, that's what we're talking about, deep thoughts. Jack Handy. I think that goes back to way back to SNL. And that just talks about repetition is the repeat, repeat, repeat. Uh, it find things stink in, sink in after all that. So I'm back home. Bud's feet are washed. I have to dry them off here in a bit. It has been a 30 minute podcast. And uh, we'll be going to the Baptist church, which has been invaded by Southeast Americana, or we should say like the SEC for you football people. We've been invaded by that kind of Bible Belt thinking in the Southeast, where it's all about Clemson, those, those orange football team on Saturday and Alabama Crimson Tide, all that good stuff. And let's just talk sweet iced tea. Would you like some iced tea? You know, sweet tea we call it. We don't call it sweet tea down here because it's always sweet tea. It's always sweet tea down here in Georgia. It's always sweet tea down here in South Carolina because we talk like this. And that's the South. And it's just, we're a little bit slower, but we just have so much love. We're just so... South, if just the whole world could be like us, boy, would the whole world be so wonderful. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
Yeah, that's 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 uh, we we got Bartow County, Bartow County Baptist in Georgia. I have no idea what that is, but I I know somebody that lives out there in Cartersville, Cartersville, Georgia, and he he's got he went and got a degree at the seminary in New Orleans Seminary. Oh, that is the best. You you know that God speaks in New Orleans, don't you? Don't y'all? Yeah, y'all. <laughs> uh, God speaks everyone's language. But don't be delusional because we don't... Even your podcaster is the smartest guy on this podcast. <laughs> I am the smartest guy on this podcast because I'm the only one on this podcast. Um, but you're interacting with me, I hope. You're listening and chuckling along. But uh, we all have such weird, if you, I, I'm just, I, this is my thing, like, and I, I'm a super critic, so I don't know if it's a snob or what, but I just, it's my life experiences, man. So Germany, where I lived for five years, it's not to be snobby, but they really don't care too much about the South and being like the South and the sweet tea and the you know, Bartow County and the history of the South and the war of Northern aggression, you know, the rest of the world doesn't need to be involved in that. So why are we still talking about it? I don't know, but gee, I bet that is so alive and, you know, I. I don't know, maybe the answers are at the Mason Lodge, but you know, I, you know, I, I go to this church in, in uh, Roland Springs, and uh, you know, the usher, he's, really, he's a really nice guy, but you know, he's trying to tell me I should go to the Mason Lodge and, and uh, do all that, and you know, it's just so good, those Masons, you know, and I'm confused because, I, you know, I hear some people saying it's, it's satanic in the Mason line. <laughs> so so these, these are the problems that are local to those people. And it's, it, it's, I'm so glad I'm like thousands of miles away. And, you know, and, and so it's this technology today and connectivity with people is just fun. So that's that guy's thing. You know, there's a guy that just can't get over the Masonic Lodge and I, I, I just don't understand it because I don't live it. I've been in big cities where these little piddly things don't don't impact most people so we just let it go man just let it go but if that's their thing they're gonna dig into that and try to fix it. We're gonna fix that all right, so I extended the podcast a little bit longer. I don't know. I hope you enjoyed that. Everybody have a great day. And uh, I imagine you won't get this till much later in the week. But uh, that is a Sunday morning ponderings. And it does affect me. The, the time of the week, time of the day, it all impacts the subjects and how my brain works. Anyway, enough. Bye-bye.